literally did what, what? I told you not to do. <laughs> you said don't laugh. And I the said first don't thing laugh. I said you laugh. You like literally anything. Like, don't step in front of that car, Dave. You like, you will literally do anything. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm do you it. Not do it. Don't push the red what button. <laughs> I've pressed the red button already. What is up? Oh yeah. It is Dave, it is Duncan, it is Ross back from Metal Epidemic for our first podcast of 2024. If only we had some form of, I don't know, like fireworks or something that we could like yeah, be cool. celebrate this being the first podcast, I the new year. I can't remember. Also, this goes out as a podcast. Oh, that's not that's right. That's not Duncan. That's not <laughs> Get started. Get started. Come on. I'm not going any further until you oh. do it. Oh, <laughs> Well, this is a problem. There's a happy there new year. Yeah. There's too many options now. Like, there's so many. Like, it was easy when I only knew three of them. And then my nine-year-old was like, can't believe you only know there's three. There's... And she told me about 20. Like, your, your old dad will never remember all that. Your old dad. Your old dad your old will dad. remember that shite. Nah. Uh, we are kicking things off in 2024. Look at Dave our... kick it. <laughs> yes, I can. Already, kick the bucket. Can I kick uh, it? Yes, I can. <laughs> not, not at this age, don't All right. Um, we are kicking things off with our customary top 20 albums of the year. That is 2023, not 2024, because that would be really difficult. Yes. Um, <laughs> Although, now, we should try that one year. We should look at the list of albums, expect it, and say, that's going to be in my 10. But you know what we should have done? As it, like, I'm getting all what? my ideas what? now because I'm an idea factory, Dave, and you set me up and we Obviously. do that, it goes, what we should have done, for, what we might still do, <laughs> we do this from oh. time to time. Memory serves the February podcast, we usually do a little segment where we're saying yeah. what is coming out this year. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know what would be fun on that podcast? What would be fun on that? Don't Pimping you? that one and not taking into account that we are pressed for time and plenty <laughs> albums to talk about. Um... <laughs> What might be fun is that we actually write down in a sealed envelope three oh. albums that we think will make our top 20. And then we right. will open them on this time next year. Uh, we'll uh, open them right. on the podcast and we will reveal them. Untampered. We should get wax seals that fit in them. Uh, we should okay. do that. Put them in a storage box. Bury them in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's do that. Okay, just digging it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a back. Oh. <laughs> Brand new episode of Tech Review. This shovel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if someone wants to send us a shovel <laughs> or a pneumatic <laughs> drill, no, it's technically not. It's tech. a shovel. Yeah, like let's Good do handle. A Good pneumatic drill. Thing. Pneumatic drill, Dave. Pneumatic drill. Yeah. <laughs> Have we gone under concrete? Ah, <laughs> I didn't have to review while well used it. Ah. <laughs> right. I'm sensing golf okay. undertones. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you if you are a, a frequenter of the Metal Epidemic website, um, you may have noticed back in December we posted our top ten albums of the year. So they're out there. Yeah. So technically, you, you, if you are someone that, uh, spoiler alert, you only really want to listen to 20 through 11 because the other ones are on the internet and have been for weeks. That's true. That is true. Um, I have read both of your are... lists, but I'm rid of ADHD and don't remember. So this is as much a surprise <laughs> to me as it is for everyone else. Excellent. Um, 10, 10, 10 is quite difficult to narrow down, though. 
Um, yeah. Especially in 2023, where it was just like insane release after insane release all year. Yeah. Um, so it's only fair, I feel, that we get to extend that list just a little bit. It's only fair that the people that do the YouTube content get longer lists <laughs> and everyone everyone that reviews for the site, even if they send you 15, mm. uh, which someone may have said, like, yeah. Dave will just chop five off your list. The rule stated, top 10, Duncan. Uh, anything else? Ben. Ben. Um, so we are going to um, spend uh, this podcast, which we'll probably split into bits, uh, chatting about our top 20 releases of 2023. I like it. So, gents, shall we? Shall we dance? Shall we get this moving? <laughs> I say we do it. You can't right. kick, you ain't dancing. So. <laughs> no, I'm not, Unless it's I'm line not. dancing, which involves a lot of kicking. Don't do that either. No. Um, any, any preference on who would like to, to start this dance? <laughs> You. This is this is oh, the new rulers. You go first. Yeah, yeah. the new rulers. You go first. Is sure? We can we can then look at our list and go, oh fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot, forgot about that. Um, so, all right, okay. Either that we resurrect paper, scissors, stone, which is impossible oh, to do on camera. Yours <laughs> will start doing mad gestures and fucking <laughs> explosions Plays and shit. Flying across the screen. <laughs> Second tower. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if, like that would be in such bad taste, that, you know, if you yeah. did like a, like an airplane <laughs> thing and like the twin towers fell behind me. Uh, you know, I, mean, I get your video removed right from the internet. <laughs> yes, um, <I> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's uh, let's kick things off with number twenty, ladies and gents. Cool idea, Dave. Thanks, Duncan. Thank you. Uh, okay, number 20 on my list. Here we go. Um, so, after seeing this band live Ooh. in 2023, it kind of it reignited uh, my love for this album. Um, and I ended up absolutely... This was my most listened to album in December. I rinsed this album in December. Um, I think it's a clear step up from their last album. And then seeing it live kind of made everything make sense when <clears> I saw it mixed with the older material. Uh, so my number 20 is World Domination by Norwegian Punk's Blood Command. Uh, nice. Released September 29th on Hassle Records. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, I, I know I'm not having to con uh, convert you guys. This higher on my list, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, more on this later. <laughs> <laughs> This album fucks, plain and simple. Um, if you're a fan of hardcore punk, um, this will hit all the right spots. It is utterly vicious, even more so than the last album. Mm -hmm. um, absolute ton of energy, um, but with enough like melody and like black metal curveballs uh, infusing it to make it an album that you want to go back to and repeat. Um, it, for me, this was an album that showed kind of major growth uh, for, for Blood Command as songwriters. Um, which is it's kind of really exciting because I honestly think this might just be the, the kind of tip of the iceberg of what they are actually capable of. Um, they don't they don't do paint by numbers. <laughs> you right? my, my brain my brain's ruined. You said black metal curveball, right? And then I thought of like a football player using it in a free kick and he scored a goal in a church burden. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, it's the good old, it's the black metal curveball technique to score a goal. It's a shame that 1,000 Remember when I said that to you mere minutes ago? Yeah. But it's the final boss. Yeah, um... If a football player kicking a ball and it covered around like a group of people and going out the goal, they're like, oh, it's the black metal cover. And then they're like, it's a fucking thousand year old church on fire behind them. Like, I don't know why. Oh, I hate my life. Wow. Right. Wow. That, is, that is your last beer for this uh, the podcast <laughs> yeah. session. Um, That's what yeah. you say, Dave. <laughs> Finally, I expect the next album to be another release that has me questioning everything about Blood Command. Will there be another album, Dave? This is the thing. We don't know. We, we rent, well, Duncan interviewed them in uh, December when they were here in, in Glasgow and oh, they were a bit kind of like, will they? Will they not? Which we makes me know. think that it's already recorded. I think it's already done. I think it's done. Because yeah. they did that before. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's my number 20. Blood Command World Domination. Okay. Who's next? Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Why not? What about when Ross goes next? <laughs> so this is an album that we spoke about on our sixth month uh, ah. list. All right, when, right. So this was number eight at that point, but it's now down right. to number 20. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is The Brightest Days by Origami Angel. Uh, this was this to death, man. I seen you put it up actually on your Instagram, which yeah, made me love it. happy that Abs- you took yeah, it on. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's just so sugary, and I, I love that it came out in June on Counterintuitive Records, and I, I really liked it. And then I went to see them; they were supporting the Wonder oh. Years in SWG Free. Nice. And I don't know how. I mean, I know it's pop punk, but the power that just this two piece have, like how he plays these riffs and sings. There are two pieces. Yeah, it's actually he sings and plays guitar and then a drummer. <laughs> mental, absolutely mental. Um, but I, I didn't really realize how much staying power these songs had until I went to see them live. And every time right. they played a new song, I just knew it. Like I knew the chorus instinctly. Mm. And I didn't realize kind of how much they'd clicked to people because they got a really good response. And when you go to that venue, like I've seen support bands, really good support bands, die on their arse. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's no, it's it's a warehouse, but they really had yeah. that like that room going for it, and I just kept going back to this album. I've not listened to it for a while because it's winter and it's such a summery album, but mm-hmm. the chorus is all over it. I didn't think it was as good as uh, Somewhere's Somewhereville, which was their kind of big record, but the mm-hmm. more I listen to it, I actually think it might be just as good, if not better. So if you're kind of looking for that more kind of sweet, really tangy pop punk, this is a really good place to go. Um. Again, I just riffs. It's like only four years strong in that scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do that sort of kind of heavy riffing with the pop punk. These are this is the best band since they were in their heyday for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the brightest days by Oregon Angel. I can't recommend it enough. If you're and it's twenty five minutes long. You will exactly you will yeah. rinse it like fuck. It's, it's an easy, easy eight songs listen. in twenty two minutes. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you want. So if you don't like a song, you're straight on to the next one, which will have. They kind of throw a bunch of different ideas at it. It's not just that kind of shoegazy math rock that a lot of the pop punk pop, pop punk bands do and um, mm. there's a lot of heavier influences like the guy was wearing a bitchery top when i seen them <laughs> so they kind of pull influence from everywhere and yeah this album's great so the brightest days by origami angel is just sneaked in at number 20 nice awesome duncan you're number 20 
Mr. Mings is also a summer album. Um, it's also mercifully Ooh. short. It's 25 minutes in length. Um, I had a dilemma. The dilemma was that... Oh, there was Number there could, 20. There could only be <laughs> a hardcore punk album in at number 20 for me, right? There had to be, like... There had to be... Well, when I say hardcore punk, hardcore punk, hardcore metal. That's sort of hardcore. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Let's just call it hardcore. Hardcore. <laughs> uh, hardcore. hardcore. Um, there could only be one. And... <laughs> One of them was incredibly inventive, like like just through a million ideas, and I kind of loved it because of that. And that band would be Zulu, um, and then it came down to purely. What one had I listened to more? I'd listened to this one more. Uh, and number Ooh. 20 for me is Drain, Living mm. Proof, out on Epitaph. This is fucking awesome. Um, I am, I was never the biggest hardcore fan. Like, I was never the biggest death metal fan. But when you get a band that comes out and delivers, like, honest to goodness, good old-fashioned 90s hardcore, um, <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, like, in the 90s, I was new metal as fuck, right? Jingle jeans. Like, Fucking chains everywhere, like fucking chain round the neck with a padlock on it. Cause, oh, yeah. like, why not? Um, and that was that wasn't even in the nineties. That was like in two thousand and one. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm holding on to this till I die. This padlock's locked and I can't get it out now. I, lost I will. The key. <laughs> <laughs> looks like this. Looks like, looks like this is me forever now. Um, Trust me, Audrey argued. I promise. <laughs> I was listening to Audrey the day, but that's a conversation for a different time. Well, no, no, that's a different time. Um, but yeah, like so, I was. I'd like. And I was never the biggest fan. Dave obviously was, uh, and Dave tried a lot to get me into it. And what's really weird is that, like, for some reason, it's like with TV shows and movies. Twenty years later, I eventually get around to them, and um, <laughs> I that. You know what? Like, Dave may have mentioned it then, but I'm going to use this as a I have discovered. So I have discovered Brain. Right? No one else <laughs> had discovered Brain. Um, it's super short. It is. It's got riffs for days, man. This is like, like fucking awesome. I love that there are moments that where they just throw a little Slayer esque riff in there, just mm. for shits and giggles, yeah, and that makes me smile. The same way that um, <clears throat> name of that band, we did uh, Death Western last mm. year, did that it's as well. The where they, yeah, where they did um, a, a ton of kind of Slayer infused hardcore riffs. And it just works. Um, they do have kind of summary style vocal lines even though they're kind of the shouty angsty sort of thing it's a fucking bitching cover on here uh, track six is a hip-hop infused like filler track and it all just works for me it's not as eclectic as zulu by any stretch of the imagination and that album i've also listened to a lot but this one i've listened to twice as much and they're coming to glasgow this year <clears throat> and we will be going to see them so drain living proof out on epitaph it's my number 20 Nice. Okay. Um, moving on. Number nineteen. Um, so I had, a, I had a quite a few kind of like feel good albums of this year uh, or twenty twenty three, um, and this was one of them um, from a band that I think deserve like all the the praise and recognition that they're getting right now. Uh, we've we kind of championed them from the start when they played. You could say it was a kind of half room in Glasgow, like over a decade ago. Hipster um, flex, Dave. Love it. Yeah, you know. It was there before it was um, cool. <laughs> now they're selling out venues, they're playing massive stages um, with like big productions um, and looking kind of right at home while they're doing it. Um, my number 19 is from the Australian Eurovision People's Champion, Voyager. 
and their new album Fearless in Love. Uh, released on July 14th via Season of Mist. Um, yeah, this album is just a step up in every way um, for, for Voyager, even down to the way that they've recorded the album, which is the first time they've done it as a, as a band in a room. Um, but most importantly, I think the songs are just epic on this. Um, it's got plenty of progressive metal kind of groove, uh, but it's got a real cool like 80s tinge in the, the synth work. Um, the pacing of the album is perfect, and, and vocally, I think it's the most memorable release they've had uh, to date. Um, every every track in this could be a single. I think that's how, how good it is from front to back. Um, and I feel like with every release from Voyager, they kind of outdo themselves um, on each album. And this, for me, is the most consistent um, and strongest release to date. Um, obviously, they've had a bit of a, a rough end to the year, but um, they are already planning their comeback in 2024. And I'm I'm all there for it. I uh, can't wait to see them live when they come over. So my number nineteen is Voyager and Fearless in Love. Uh, Ross, num- yeah, number nineteen. My uh, number nineteen could probably not be any more different from the album I just spoke about. When <laughs> uh, <laughs> a band signs to like a bigger label, I don't know if this is like a elitist in me, but I do get that wee bit of fear that they might kind of sand off those edges that I really loved. Mm. So when Svalbard signed to Nuclear Blast. I was a little mm. bit, little bit scared, but I, l- yeah. I love the way of the mask. I think this album is so so good. I'm sure we spoke about the single back in March. Yeah, um, Sounds about right, yeah. Us, uh, Eternal Spirits. The three of us spoke about it, and from then I was waiting for this album to just appear in my inbox. And it's just, I, I love it. It's so so good. And I think what like I'm. I follow uh, the band on like social media and stuff, and they're such positive people. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to this album, and like, the kind of themes of it are really dark, all about kind of trying to better yourself and dealing with like, mental health issues and stuff. And but it does it in such a unique way, whereas like maybe a lot of the emo, more emo leaning stuff mm-hmm. might kind of put that over sad music. But I feel like Svalbard are constantly uplifting musically, yeah. even if their like vocals or lyrics aren't like that. And that just really resonates with me. Like this album roars out of the traps. Like faking it is such a great opener. Eternal Spirits, which is again that song we spoke about about Joy Jordison uh, um, dying and stuff like that. It's just it's such a great great album. The riffs all over it. And my favorite thing about When We Die Will It Get Better was a kind of vocal interplay between the two vocalists. That's pushed mm-hmm. so much further on this album now. They're almost co-vocalists now. Yeah. rather than Serena just taking the leads all the time. My only issue with it was there maybe wasn't as enough clean vocals as there was last time, but the more mm. I go back to it, it doesn't even need it. Like, her screams are so clear. You can really... I can really pick up everything that she's saying, and that's, like, my favourite thing about this band, that their mm. themes and their clarity. Like, I think they use the major label money so much... Well, I say major. Bigger label money, better, because those clean parts are so clean. Like... This yeah. album just sounds amazing, and if you're going to be called Svalbard, you better be ringing icy riffs. <laughs> like the, gl- the glaciers all over this album, I just oh, I love it. I just again nine songs, forty-four minutes. It's not too long either, and I just keep finding myself when I don't know what to put on. This is an album that I reach for. Like I think it's just good in any situation, and when I've let people hear it, that really clicks. So I know they're coming to Glasgow next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what tour it is. I know I remember they're open for someone, but I can't remember it's what the tour it is. Wayf- is it a Wayfarer and um, uh, is it Enslaved? Oh yeah, isn't that sounds uh, right? Yeah, Slay. 
Um, Since so Slay, I, that's I, right, yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there for that one. I love this album. And yep. yeah, I love Svalbard. What a band. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, Duncan, number 19. <laughs> I love it. Like, we went summary at 20. Dave didn't. Uh, so then Dave <laughs> went kind of summary at 19. <laughs> Ross didn't. I definitely didn't. Uh, <laughs> my number 19, um, the, the band said in the press statement, was basically their album telling them that they want to be off this fucking planet ASAP. Um, and which is a shame because they should continue to write music because they're really fucking good at it. I, this album has been the biggest grower on me this year in terms of revalue. Mm. I listened to this a shit ton when I was on my holidays on the other side of the world. Um, when I couldn't sleep, which I can't do at the best of times, but it's very, very difficult when you're eight hours ahead of the UK. Um, <clears throat> it's just horrible. Like, it's like got absorbed into the world of throat. Oh, yeah. Uh, with We Must Leave You out on Svart Records, a big, gothy, doomy, 80s infused, kind of post punk fucking 80s. Yeah, I'm like it's, it's like wearing a shroud of gloom. Like, see if gloom was a color. Mm. I'd, I'd like to buy that shroud, please. Oh, what color would you like it? <clears throat> Can I have it in gloom? Um, <laughs> that's literally this. Um, I, I, it reminds me so much of other vocally more than anything. It reminds me, and I mentioned at the time, it reminds me a lot of um. The White Lies, which are kind of indie band that I mm. really like because they remind me a lot of Joy Division. Um, it's that kind of 80s inspired, doomy, sort of gothy, poppy style of vocals. Um, but the music underneath it is fucking great. And the first time I listened to it, I think when we even reviewed it, I was like that. Back half of the album, fucking killer. Front half of the album, yeah, it's alright. Like that. Mm. That is, it's not 180, but that's completely changed. I actually <clears> think. <throat> that the rewards on the back half of the album don't work without the first half of the mm. album. It feels like it is constantly building to the next track, which then, like a like a weird relay race, or the Olympic torch, it feels like one goth's handing it off to another goth who's then <laughs> continuing the run. Um, I love it. I, I think it finishes with maybe one of the best one-two punches um, of closing tracks this year and Tiny Golden Murder into Valedictory. Um, like it's just, it's infectious. It's bleak. Um, it's nihilistic. But these guys have a sound that I fucking love. Which, by the way, is in just now. Like they've they've obviously morphed their sound over time. Um, and what they've landed on right now, I think, is fucking excellent. So mm. no one's talking about it. Like no yeah. one is talking about it. Throat. We must leave you. It's out on Spark Records. We love Spark Records. And this is the reason why we love Spark Records. Every year, they give me one or two albums from my top 20 from bands I've never fucking heard of before from parts mm. of the world that I will never go to. So there we are. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, moving on to number 18. Um, <clears throat> might be also talking about a little label you just mentioned there, Duncan. Ooh, um, there are um, certain, there's certain albums that will continue to kind of like kind of pull you back in throughout the year um and the majority of those albums um i probably scored like maximum maximum points to right but on occasion you maybe find there's an album that you don't give full marks to but it has something about it that you think 
that's really unique. There's something really different about that, uh, different to everything else that you've heard, and it just kind of keeps calling you back for another listen. And then, like, it has you almost questioning, like, did I, did I get that right? Did I did I underscore that by a half point or something like that? And this this next release is one of those albums where I've just kept going back to it. There's something about it that sounds so different from everything else, um, from everything else that I had in my my top ten um, and that we'd we'd kind of reviewed. Um, my number eighteen is an album called Severance from New York progressive sludge trio Netherlands, uh, released on March 31st via Svart Records. Um, this, like, every time I go back to this, I'm listening to like, this is just in a lane of its own. Like, this just, dude, one guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, like, he pretty much does everything. Um, and this album just kind of gets stuck in your head. It's, 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 it's chaotic. Um, it's, like fucking intoxicatingly heavy but it's got huge hooks and most importantly it's got a real kind of dose of personality to mm-hmm. it um, and I think that's the, the key to the, this album's success is uh, Timo and, and the band are obviously really focused on pushing the envelope with the <clears> genre <throat> and taking the sounds to places that it doesn't usually go but what you end up with is an album that gives you this kind of like colossal sludge kind of weight and groove yeah. um, but with memorable vocal patterns and melodies and sounds nothing like anything else that's out right now it's like um, a dose and, of mr bungle for no reason at all but it fucking works yeah um yeah the, the kind of choices and the, the the genres that they're blending and influences are so different but they work really well um, I, I had to include it it's just too good not to mention in my top 20 um so that's my number 18 is netherlands and severance uh ross number i'm 18. gonna keep this one short and sweet because I know okay. for a fact it's getting talking about later, so I might chime in a bit right. more then. <laughs> um, but it is out of Metal Blade Records. It is. It just oh. missed out on my top. The last time when we did our six month list, I had mm. only listened to the album for the first time that day, and it right. was fighting for the top ten. Then mm. it is Terracite by Cattle Decapitation. Oh, I think interesting. At what this band do, they are the best. Um, I know you two yeah. love this band probably more than I do, but we all love them. <laughs> Dave, Dave loves them more than I do. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're amazing. Um, I've I really liked the introduction of the clean vocals over the last mm-hmm. couple of records, and that just getting yeah. better and better. No other vocalist sounds like this, no. and if they do now, everyone will know that they've copied it from Cattle Decapitation. Yeah, it's such 100%. a unique, such a unique spin on this thing, and. I'm loving like the themes of all the albums, like the last one about the plagues. Like, where do we go now? Well, the start of humanity. Where, where mm. else would we go? Yeah. And it's like the the claustrophobic feeling of this album, especially at the start, for the kind mm. of bug wings and stuff. Like it just, you just feel disgusting listening to it, and I love that feeling. <laughs> like, I can't believe that Scourge of the Offspring is one of the best choruses that I've heard this year. <laughs> just see the amount of times I sing like. Or, I say saying screech that in my shower. <laughs> like, it's just so good. <laughs> like, this album is... I think if I'd listened to it more, it'd probably go higher. But I mm. love this album so much. But I know we'll speak about speak about it again in the not-too-distant future. So I'll keep it short. <laughs> but listen to Cat with Decapitation. Nice. Uh, awesome. Uh, Duncan, number 18. <laughs> Keeping on the... Not so great vibes. Um, <laughs> oh, 
this one, man. Honestly, I fucking adore it. Uh, and I think it pissed off a lot of people, and I'm hoping that it did, because it just makes the tears taste sweeter. Um, oh, they've changed. Oh, they're doing stuff that they shouldn't be. I wish they just released the one album instead of two. Um, the Acacia Strain released two albums, same day, back to fucking back. One was called mm. Step Into The Light. It was okay. It was, like, cookie cutter Acacia Strain. Mm. Not particularly memorable, but heavy as balls. On the same day, they released a three-track fucking opus. Oh my god, it was sludgy and evil as fuck. Um, it was uh, it was something that I found myself... I think when we reviewed it, I, the band even commented on the review where I was like that. This is the lane that they've been promising me since Wormwood. Like, since Wormwood, they've been promising me like this dose of fucking ugly sludge. Mm. And it's been peppered throughout the releases afterwards, but they've never just committed. See, when you're driving in traffic, Dave, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're driving and you're coming towards that light and that light, you're, you're 30, and that light starts mm. to change from, this is mm. all the works in the UK, from, from green to amber. You have to mm. commit, Dave. You have to go through yeah. that, that amber yeah. light. And this is what the band did here. They, they committed <laughs> fully to the sludge sound. They released the sludge album. Um, and that's the only way to describe it. Granted, it is only three songs, uh, which might make some people go, three songs isn't an album. It's 38 minutes in length, though, so suck my chubby, right? <laughs> um, and it's three shades of a sound of sludge. So it's not mm. three like three songs that are trying to sound it. Uh, Pillar of Salt definitely is a great introduction to this very slow, methodical, crushing sound. Uh, introduction of kind of haunting female vocals at the end before it hits you with arguably the ugliest riff you'll ever hear. Um, the Revelation comes in at track two with Bog Walker, which is once again maybe one of the greatest names for a song of all time. It's also uh, uh, it's also on page four of the Karma Sutra, but it does involve shitting on someone. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but I'd, like, it's just bit, like a, a riff that Down, who are writing a new album, would fucking kill for. Mm. Uh, just big southern swagger from a band not known from that, and also not from that part of the world. And then Bass and the Vows to close out, which is just ugly. <laughs> it's just ugly. Um, I fucking adore this. I want more of this. And the Casey Strain took to our YouTube page to say, don't worry, Duncan, we're not abandoning this in the future, and that is all I need from these guys. It was out on Rise Records. It was called Failure Will Follow. Listen to the other album. They put out two. But at the end, if you ain't coming back and saying Failure Will Follow is the better of the two, and arguably the best thing the band's done since Wormwood, then I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> it's my number 80 the Acacia Strain Field will fall nice okay uh, number 17 we're flying um, so <laughs> I'm not going to lie I had I had to cut a large number of hardcore albums from my kill your darlings year. Dave that's what you have to do you have to line them up on the wall put blindfolds on them put the gun at the back of their head and look at the notes <laughs> <laughs> 2023 had so many killer hardcore albums. Yeah. Yeah. And for a, for someone like me who's a fan of hardcore, I could have made a top 20 from that genre yeah. on its on, on its own. Yeah. Um but I managed to to rein myself in 
and I've narrowed it down to. I managed to rein myself in to the next seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Strap yourself uh, in for Big Davies top seventeen and twenty four hardcore albums. Seventeen, <laughs> seventeen albums, all with one syllable band names. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> Uh, this one was was on a lot of lists. Uh, I'm curious to find out what this one is, Dave. Because um, rightly so, though, um, because it's a record that doesn't fall into having like a, a cookie cutter formula. With you, um, but instead is kind of brimming with with character. Uh, my number seventeen is a new tomorrow by LA hardcore band Zulu. Zulu uh, released March third via Flat Spot Records. Great name um, for I'll a record label as well. <laughs> Yeah, um, I know this will probably come up later, so I'll keep it short. Um, I just loved the way this album kind of pushed the boundaries, really. Um, I loved how daring it is. I mean, it's, it's got that kind of like, that real kind of violent hardcore streak to give you, you know, what you'd want, that tenacity you'd want from a hardcore record, but it gives you so much more than that. Um, this is very cleverly adding in different types of instrumentation, varied styles from like soul and reggae and jazz and all sorts in there. Um, it's utterly savage, yet incredibly soulful, very profound at the same time. It's also under 30 minutes, which <laughs> makes this so easy just yeah. to spin on repeat. Um, I haven't seen them live yet, but it's on my list. I want to see these guys on stage live. I, I think imagine they'll be over. Awesome. They've got to imagine they'll be over. Yeah, They're playing download sure. next year, so they'll be in the UK. We are not going to look at us. We're old. old. Dave can't kick it. They might do some <laughs> dates around it. Yeah. <laughs> Dave can't That's kick what I'm it. That's what I'm hoping. Um, I, mean, I mean, I could do download, but I would just need a chair for the, the whole weekend, basically. Yeah. I wouldn't really be moving. Um, so maybe one day. You never know. Um, or Duncan can carry me on his back for a couple of days. I said, you crowd surfing on a chair. Oh! I said, did he move me? Four stage, boys. Four stage. Let's go. Um, so my number 17, Zulu and New Tomorrow. Uh, Ross, number 17, what you got? My number 17, going back to the posy vibes, is mm. Free Reign to Passions by the Dirty Now. I reviewed this oh. for the website. Yeah. So you can you go saw them live the... as well, didn't you? Uh, no, I've still not seen them. No, no they, 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 were, played, they were playing. I think they're coming they back Glasgow. over, by the way. Uh, I, I was in Norway uh, when they played Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're playing. Oh, where are you now? <laughs> I was indeed. Uh, they're. They're doing a co-headline with someone. I believe they're playing King Tuts. So I'll be finally getting to see That's them. That's right, yeah, yeah. But um, I just have so much love for this band. Like I can't even be diplomatic about it. This is <laughs> probably their weakest of the of the last three. And I still mm. think it's great. Like <laughs> Celebration is such a Zach Wild riff to open an album. <laughs> it's so good. And my favourite thing about this band is just how much they don't take themselves seriously. Like their last album had a song about the boy who stole my bike. This album has a song about blowing up things in the woods. But there's no there's no metaphors here. It's just one Canadian man telling you different stories from his life over just some of the funnest punk, rock, thrash at points. Just whatever genre he's listening to at the time, they'll just put on an album. But they do it with such conviction that I, I buy into it. Like um, I seen videos from that tour that I missed. And he's like knee sliding like a kid at a wedding and playing guitar solos while blowing up like big bubbles of bubblegum on the amps. Like it's just such a piss take, but I just I buy everything that they put down. 
and it's just so much fun like the riffs are so so fun and there's influence from everywhere like I say Zach Wilde's influence on this album is mad a kind of pop rock album but I would say he's one of their biggest influences it's just choruses that won't leave your head mm. and like I say it's straight down the line no bigger meaning this is what the song's about here's three minutes of me singing about that one specific thing that only I can relate to and then I'll do it again for the next song and I, I love that I feel like I'm listening to like someone's grandpa tell me little personal stories <laughs> and I'm just sitting there drinking it all in and I, yeah, I, I love this band they're so much fun this is another summer album Like they're such a summer band for me it might not be as good as Fuck Art or Master Volume but I think this is still a great album and I cannot wait to see these songs live so well you don't have passions. that long yeah you don't have that I long they are playing in, in April on the Orin Moor thank you oh, Orin Moor even better yeah even mm. better April. April 17th. Dine Alone Records that came out on. What a band. Awesome. Uh, Duncan, number 17. I'm going to use the opening line we've all used but been unable to do. I'm going to keep this short. Right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) This one is going to appear later on. It's going to appear on the boss man's list somewhere. Um, Underdark, Managed Decline, out on Church Road Records. Uh, An album from a band I'd never heard before. Apparently... Partly Dave fired a reviewer um, who may have... I mean, that's the word on the street. You, like, I read between the words. He's no longer with us, is what you said, which made me think he was gone. Um, when they reviewed their previous album unfavourably because he couldn't work out what genre it was in, um, mm. which, yeah, he shouldn't be writing for a site that deals with multiple genres. Um, yeah, but like you made the statement at the time that this was the best black metal album you'd heard this year which is a statement mm. that you don't regularly make because no. you don't like the genre um <laughs> i don't like the genre and <laughs> it's the second best black metal album i've heard mm. this year the first one is technically not a black metal album which will just irritate the fuck out of everyone which will make me very 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 happy you know what it is it's in my it's in my top 10 um blackened inspired uh, but not a black metal album productions yes but the songs no um under dark oh. managed decline though is it's not what is the cookie cutter reference it's not a cookie cutter black metal album there's no. a lot going on vocally musically even in the production is is very well maintained very well managed and it is brimming with angst this, mm. this is dealing with some pretty hard topics and subject matter and i feel it in my bones when they when they sing about it um it's 40 minutes long seven tracks and it's a spectacular listen uh i never checked out that first album so i don't know where they are but it's a starting ground for me on this album coming in um easily one of the most exciting bands in the genre uh, i think we're i think we're like i think for me i'm getting in at ground level with them even on album two i'm getting in at ground level and i kind of feel like this band has a lot to offer and they're in the best place to do it. Church Road Records is a great fit for them. Um, and the beauty of that label is they don't put out albums that sound alike from bands that sound alike. They kinda, yep. They've got a very eclectic base and Under Dark is just another, to me, spectacular acquisition by the label. And overall, as an album, it's just a, it's a fascinating listen. There are moments that are... are the, the only word I could use to describe on the album is haunting. To me, I listen to them. And I I literally get chills listening to them. 
Um, mm. So, yeah, we both scored it very highly, and I'm very glad to say it made my number 17. Underdark managed to climb Churchill Records. Not a short review, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, number 16. Um, completing our first five of our top 20. Thank you for reminding us, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number 16. Um, so... <laughs> Gonna Talk keep about this a band. Short. <laughs> I'm going to keep this short because <laughs> this is probably going to come up again. Um, but like, this is a band that are over, in, over 25 years into their career, still releasing albums and still releasing albums as good as the one they've just put out. Um, it feels like they've kind of done it all already, but they still seem to find ways of delivering that ultra crushing sound that they do um, my number 16 is from none other than Sacramento Quintet Will Haven and their new album 7 uh, released on July 7th via Minus Head Records um, I kind of feel like this band just keep releasing landmark after landmark album um, and every time I think what, what else can Will Haven do and then they put out another album I'm like alright oh, okay that's what Will Haven can do um, I I, I I was looking at their back. I mean, I was looking at my list today, and I was looking at Will Haven. I was like, they don't have a bad album. They don't have a bad album in their catalogue at all. Um, I mean, you could argue they don't put out albums that often. You know, they're not like a every two years here's a new album type of band. This is only their seventh album, um, but they have like a like a quality control like no other. Um, and they seem to be like a constant comparison as well. Like when we're talking about other bands, we're reviewing stuff. It's always like, sounds like Wellhaven. You know what I mean? It's just, they are referenced constantly. Um, but I ultimately love the fact that you know exactly when you're listening to a Wellhaven album. I mean, it has its own sound. It has a, a bleakness and a weight like no other band. Um, and then you throw in a vocalist with a tone like, like Grady and you can't really go wrong with this, to be honest. Um, this one is, is very riff heavy. It's, unapologetically pummeling um, but also cleverly nods back to their to their albums from their, their back catalogue as well, the strengths from those albums. Um, so my number 16 is Will Haven and 7. Ross, yeah. where are we going? Number 16. So for me this is the most underrated album on my list. Oh. Uh, I don't think you guys have spoke about it. I've not seen many people speak about it really. Right. Um, so my number sixteen is Metallica. <laughs> Seventy-two <laughs> seasons by Metallica. <laughs> it's a endless pursuit by the band Temple of Angels. Uh, it came out in July. Is on Run for Cover Records. This to me is because I'm going to speak of another one later. The second best emo, emo album of this year. I. This, oh, is my <laughs> this is my favorite. This is my favorite performance of this year. I am male. You're a dick. Get that back he's up, such, He's such a fucking dick as well. I'll listen. I'll listen. To it. I'll listen he's to such it. a he dick. Can't grow, like like... He can't grow the fringe, and he, he's not listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> this album is just. I'm I'm real roaded, boys. <laughs> he's horrible. It does this. <laughs> He's <laughs> a fucking dick. <laughs> this album is absolutely stunning. It is. I feel like a lot of bands, and this might be a criticism that you agree with, Dave, that a lot of bands in this scene all do a very similar thing. 
and I've got to the point, I get it. You've heard Hum. We've all heard Hum, right? We've yeah. heard it. But this is a band that are drawn on more so like the Smiths and mm. the Cure okay. and that sort of emo rather than right, the kind right. of shoegazy stuff that everyone else is referencing. Mm. Uh, this is a vocal performance that I just in, in awe of. Her vocals are just insane. They're so clear and serene and beautiful. And then about halfway through, the guitarist just takes over and he just does a couple of songs mm-hmm. and he's amazing. It's like, this is, they went from my favourite vocal performance to then having another vocalist do the last kind of third of the album. And it's excellent. He's got this, if Morrissey wasn't an absolute thundercunt kind of quality thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's so, so good. And then they kind of trade off vocals quite a bit as well. And this this album is just I, I I'm gutted I'm not seeing more people talk about it because I think mm. it's just this band deserve a lot more than they're getting at the minute. Um, so if you're into that kind of really clean riffs, but not kind of slowing, oh like this sucks. Like it's there's just something about it. This as grad them first listen, I was all in mm. on this band, and I just keep finding myself going back and back to it. So, endless pursuit by Temple of Angels is. Mm check it out if you've if you've not because yeah i'm i'm batting for this band hard nice uh duncan number 16 <clears throat> this oh, is the last sorry. review of this segment and in order to do this i need to bring the power of wait one second <laughs> oh, <dear>. congratulations <laughs> the band is eyes that we mm. mentioned later on the album was called Congratulations. It was out on Indisciplinarian Records. Um, they are Danish and they are savage. <laughs> their genre is savage. Um, we reviewed the first album um, in the lifetime of Metal Epidemic. So we, once again, it feels great to be in following a band's fledgling journey um, into to bigger and better things and this is the bigger and better thing I love the previous album I adore this new album um, I think Congratulations is just unabashedly fucking savage from start to finish there's no point in this record play like that hey, well, maybe just put a wee something in here that'll slow the re- no 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 that wasn't a consideration was like, fuck you <laughs> Um, there's only one there's only one level on this one and it's brutal and savage and right for the throat it's an album that goes straight to the jugular from the off and never really lets go like a, a dog with rabies um, yeah I, I think it's I think it's fucking brilliant it's going to be talked about later on I will add a few pointers in at that point and at this point here I will close it out by saying it was my number 16 and uh, makes me very happy to see it here. eyes congratulations and disciplinary records Awesome. So that is the first part of our top 20. Our number 20 is down to number 16. So um, join us on the next part. We'll be chatting about our number 15 down to 11. We'll speak to you then. <laughs>